Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allicin Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allicin, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer and vascular inflammation and plaque and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free. With 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridyne at 888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. That's 1-888-212-8871 or Nutramedical.com. And listen to the Nutramedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutramedical.com, bringing nutrition and medicine together. This program is brought to you by the Genesis Communications Network, a world leader in talk radio since 1998. Visit GCNlive.com today. And welcome back to the Nutramedical Report. We have an amazing update with Josh Bernstein, who in his own right is a remarkable journalist, broadcast uh, commentator, and uh, you can listen to his show at Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash Josh Bernstein. Josh, there's three or four major issues going on. The latest attack, of course, is in New York City, Al-Akbar, again, ISIS attack, through this so-called exchange system, a lottery system for bringing people in. With own vetting, which is insane, this law was brought in in 1990, one of the sponsors was uh, Mr. Schumer, this maniac in the Democratic Party that doesn't want to protect Americans or American civil life. Uh, and then we have, of course, the major tax bill that's coming through. We're hoping that it's going to actually pass and they'll get some kind of way of working around the state tax deduction issue so it doesn't cause a lot of Republicans uh, political pain and the public increase taxes in some states. And then we have, uh, of course, the issue of uh, Trump now going overseas to China and these other areas. Um, Pick whatever story you want to start with, and let's rock and roll. Yeah, look, uh, I I think it's absolutely insane that uh, the new thing for ISIS now is to use these uh, these rented trucks. Uh, we saw the lorries that were rented in uh, in England a couple of months ago. We saw what they did in France uh, when they mowed down eighty people uh, on Bastille Day. Um, now we see here in New York City that this Uzbekistan national uh, rented this uh, Home Depot truck and has killed people. And now, developing right now, as a matter of fact, literally right now, in London, there are a black cab has plowed into pedestrians uh, after mounting the pavement in central London during rush hour. Armed police are currently on the scene in Covenant Garden after reports that the vehicle smashed into people at shoppers watch uh, I, I have a technical solution remember I mentioned this on there but I get very few people that have the nerve and the guts to call in and challenge me uh, first off every vehicle has a kill switch most people don't realize in the last 15-20 years in the electronics of the ignition of every car and truck in the western world and if either deviates off of the roadway which can be determined by GPS because every vehicle also has a GPS locator 
uh, it should do a kill switch to the ignition. That's really easy. Whether you rent it or it's your own vehicle, whatever, if you drive off the roadway and get onto bike paths and so on, it should kill your ignition, period. It's that simple. Uh, well, secondly, we need to get into social media. As I say, the three M's, metadata, money, and mental health. If someone's on one of these drugs, if someone's getting metadata like social media, this guy was on their radar for some time. If they put the all one and one and one together, this guy would be in custody. He wouldn't be plowing down people. Uh, I find it insane that we just don't start to decide to be competent. You know, this is what I see in the medical profession with, with my functional medicine, which is far superior to current medicine. It's what I see in geopolitics. And people like you and I are, we were both Hebrews. <laughs> we're logical. We're straightforward. We're Joshua believers. In other words, we have our sword drawn. If you want to cause harm to me and my family, you're going to not have a bad day. You're going to die. These people should not be allowed in the country. Why are we permitting it? Why don't we go through all these mosques and deport all the imams that are preaching jihadism, including first and second generation Muslims, and if there's any social media suggesting you're either donating money or making social comments, you're out of here, or you're going to go to prison. Right? Yeah, look, I agree, and not only that, we ought to start um, you know, vetting these people uh, that are trying to rent uh, trucks. We yeah, ought to exactly. find out we ought to have a, uh, a complete blueprint of the oh, everything. job yeah, in which they are trying to do, um, what it's going to look like, and then it should go and, you know, we well, should be able to find that out. Here, here's something else here that I would say in the tech business. And I've watched one of our uh, doctors, uh, there's actually happened to be a, a black Ph.D. in criminology, who was on the Fox News this morning, and this gentleman was really smart. He said we should start deploying drones. I think we should have the GPS coordinates of where they're going to move from point A to point B, and if they're off that route, it should kill the vehicle. How's that? Why Why the can only, they drive the only, all over the, the damn place where they're off the route? The only problem with the kill switch is, and, and we know that they're, they are available in many cars. We know the CIA has been working on that for a long time. But what about the fact that, you know, they want to kill political adversaries like myself or you or, or many others that are driving around and they just kill or cut the brakes or they kill right. the engine and, and crash and kill somebody and go, oh, I don't know, right. they were just in a car accident. We don't know what happened. You know, so I think that you're going a, a bridge too far when you start talking about kill switches, even... Oh, yeah, that's just one layer. We need to do we lots of layers before that. We need these people, if we looked at the three M's, I call metadata, what bank accounts, what uh, social media, where they send money, if we looked at mental health, if they're on specific drugs, if they're people like these people that come in through these lotteries that aren't even vetted, how crazy is that? And then we call chain immigration. And Trump is going to kill chain immigration. Uh, thank God Trump actually is our president. My God, are we ever lucky to have him and all his generals and his people and his cabinet surrounding him. How lucky are we? Look, I've said this many times. He wasn't elected to cut taxes. He wasn't elected to repeal Obamacare. He wasn't elected to get the economy moving. He was elected to, for one thing and one thing only, to stop illegal immigration, build a border wall, and save this country from an invasion that's all he was elected for nothing else and that's why he beat 17 other republicans right and that's why the icing on the cake is the is the tax bill and eventually he'll as they say he'll take apart in pieces obamacare which he's doing by my recommendations i'm sure others around him but i'm trying to pass a giant radioactive health bill and if they can't get by christmas this uh, tax bill through they're going to have to take it through in pieces just the same way because the Congress and Senate uh, have too many rhino Republicans, but he is now actively 
campaigning for Republicans that are going to support him, and the Democrats can go to hell, honestly, because very few of them are going to vote. The only ones that are going to vote in his district, they're in the districts for the tax bill, is those who don't want to get turfed out of office, because if they vote against the tax bill, when the 2018 election comes up, if they're up for a re-election, they're done. These Democrats I, I know di- that. I disagree, and here's why I disagree. The uh-huh. Democrats' entire strategy from the very inception of the Trump administration was three words, obstruct, obstruct, and obstruct some more. Oh, I agree, but know. I think there's a few rogue... Uh, listen, listen yeah. Dr. Bill, listen. Yeah. They knew that the Republicans were weak. They knew the Republicans were not going to go along, all of them, with President Trump's agenda. So they said to themselves, if we stay together as a non-voting bloc, and do not give them any votes at all whatsoever that they knew that the John McCain's, the Jeff Flakes, the Lindsey Graham's, the Rob Portman's, the Lisa Murkowski's, the Susan Collins, and all of those wishy-washy, lightweight Republicrats would turn on the president and he would not have enough votes to get things done. That has been their strategy from the beginning. They have been successful at it, and that's why they're going to lose the House and the Senate. Uh, I don't think so. I'll tell you what, here's my alternate viewpoint. Uh, I, th- I think that the pattern has been that the average public out there has a much higher IQ, 15 to 20 points, than the general we call political swamp. And what I think is going to happen is if you look at the number of seats that are up that are in seats where Trump won, because whenever you, whenever you do a poll, the poll is always wrong because people who support Trump don't want to talk to pollsters. So the actual poll support for Trump is much higher than what the polls report. So here's what I expect to happen. I think that you're going to see the good example was Flake and Corker. Good names for them, isn't it? <laughs> I think you're going to see a lot of Republicans either quit because they're not going to get reelected. You're going to see a lot of Republicans who don't support Trump are going to have alternate candidates to Trump. And Steve Bannon, who now can do more damage outside the White House, is going to get them in. And my guess is by Christmas of 2018, you're going to see a lot more Republican senators, and probably you're going to get a 60 uh, majority. And Trump will, if he doesn't get his agenda done by Christmas that year, he will after that. In the last two years, 2019 and 2020, Trump is going to sail through to the 2020 elections with no real so-called Democratic leader, and they don't really have an agenda except for never Trump. So it's my feeling that they're not done. But Trump, I don't think, everybody underestimates Trump. Probably most people, that's why he keeps on winning. Because if you go into a fight with somebody and you think, well, I can beat him, he's smaller than me and he pounds you into the ground, you should kind of learn the lesson after the fifth or tenth fight that Trump's going to beat him. And I honestly think that you'll be surprised what will happen. Uh, the 2018 election is going to be a slaughter for the Democrats. They have no leader. They have this is Muslim director of the Democratic Party. They don't have any real star. They're uh, self-destroying themselves. It's a no-brainer. I can see, uh, Josh, your um, your point that the uh, things aren't going to go anywhere. But I honestly think that Trump has learned a lesson with the health care bill, and that his generals are going to pivot. So that if he doesn't get a response before Thanksgiving, which is two weeks away, uh, he's going to pivot in such a way he'll saw the bill apart and attach the must-pass bills like the budget bill coming up in Jan in the end of December. And you'll see that at least parts of the bill will kill the Democrats or the Rhino Republicans in the 2018 election coming up in late fall of 2018. 
So my guess is Trump is literally setting it up to win in 2018, and when he does, then he can get his agenda through in the last two years of his presidency. But his real agenda is, as you said initially, it's to make America safe again. We've had, I think, I think what we've had is we've had eight truck or car uh, slaughters occurring across Europe and now in New York, et cetera. We had, I think it's two in New York, isn't it, already, over the last few years? And, uh, uh, yeah, there, there actually was another one. I can't remember when it was. Yeah, it was uh, a couple of years in ago. Times Square. It was in Times Time Square. Square. Times Square. Now, it, it, firstly, the, the, the thing is these barriers that can prevent people from driving trucks up into, into bike paths and walking paths is something that everybody should have in every city. Number two, uh, we need to have used the metadata. I, the biggest problem I know is because I had uh, above top secret security clearance, and I worked with one department of a government or another. For example, I took care of Delta Force and Special Ops, as well as U.S. Space Command, Military, uh, U.S. Uh, Missile Defense Command, etc. It's one division of the government. Didn't talk to the other, not because they couldn't, but because they had turf wars. Right. And this is the biggest problem of government, is you've got this megalithic government with all this data. I mean... They're sitting on tons of data that they can actually finger right down to the GPS coordinates of where the son of a bitch is before they commit a crime, pre-crime, just like, you know, Minority Report, and they can grab his carcass before he does anything. I guarantee Dr. you... Dr. Bill, enough, let's, talk, yeah. let's talk about the, uh, the truck, uh, truck <clears throat> incidents and, and yeah, things. Yeah, go ahead. There yeah. is a race right now, and a very important race going on between Ed Gillespie and uh, uh, another gentleman, Northam, I think his name is, and they are running for the governor of Virginia. Now, the most sickening, despicable, and vile ad, just when you thought the liberals couldn't get any lower, they surprise and they shock you. There is right. an ad that the Northam campaign ran in which you see a pickup truck with a um, Confederate flag on the back of the pickup truck, and there's a little sticker on it that says, Gillespie for governor in Virginia. And you right. see these little kids running, uh, walking around, and the truck... Believe it or not, the truck is actually chasing these little children around. I saw that. I saw that ad. And it has disgusting, despicable <laughs> ad. And then there's a little Muslim child with their head covered, and the truck revs their engine and is trying to go after these kids. Then the kid wakes up. It was a dream, and it says something sick and twisted like, uh, don't let hate win uh, for the governorship or something sick. It is such a sick ad that the GOP, the RNC, the Republican Party of Virginia, they ought to demand Northam drop out of the race immediately because this was uh, an act that went way too far. This is not something you can apologize from. And it's amazing that we just had this attack by a Muslim terrorist in New York yesterday but they're not talking about that. They're let saying me, let only supremacists are running people over. It's well, the other, the other thing it had is it had uh, below the license plate on the front of the vehicle, I saw this, it had a don't tread on me snake, which is the Marine sign. Okay? Right, right. Now, I find this beyond acceptable. This is not just sedition. This is a form of mental attack on the population to suggest to you, just like Hillary Clinton said, that if you support Donald Trump, you're one of the despicables, the untouchables, the deplorables. Okay? To hell with that, honestly. And anybody who thinks that they can use this kind of tactic in an election doesn't need to be in America, period. They don't need to be in elected office. This is not, this is not the kind of people we want elected office that are hate mongers or identity politic maniacs 
or people want to split us by color or by race or whatever. Now, the religion of Islam, however, is a special thing. It's not Buddhists. It's not Hindus. It's not Catholics. It's not Irishmen. It's not people of any different color. It's Muslims, including blue-eyed Muslims. The most vile Muslims, by the way, in the world are blue-eyed, blonde-haired Chechnyans. Did you know that? From my own friends, not only in the intel agencies, but Russia, the most dangerous are blue-eyed, blonde-haired Chechnyans. Okay? So don't think it's a racial thing. And the thing that I find most disturbing is we know that this war is not a winnable war unless you learn the, the weapons of warfare, the tactics, and the fact you're actually in a battlefield. That roadway where those people were walking was a battlefield. And we don't want to face that. So when I saw the mayor of New York City try to evade it and say, you know, we're not going to back down, we're not going to... What do you mean, not going to back down? Unless you have a tactic to actually prevent this kind of thing from the future, you have backed down. The very fact of inaction is backing down, isn't it? Yeah, there's no question about it. And allowing these people into the country uh, is, is, is the way that you're doing that. Right. It's, it's real simple to me. This should be a, a no-go zone for Muslims coming in from jihadist countries. And if they do get in here, they have to be professionals that are vetted so tightly, whether they're engineers or doctors or whatever, and we need to monitor them like a hawk. And if they show anything in metadata, mental illness, or money, suggesting that they have a score that needs to have a visit by one of our intel agencies and the local police, they should. And this guy, if we were using our data, which we already have, and this is what I found out from the working different agencies, they don't talk to each other. Right. I would have guys, if I give an example, I would see uh, somebody, I would see various people in different agencies. And I remember when most of the guys would go to a particular, we call lockdown, for 30 days. And they go to a place, let's say, in Littleton. Now, I'll give you, this is a real story, believe it or not. They go to a building that doesn't have signs on it in Littleton, Colorado, and you think, well, what are they selling? What are they making? And there's no signs out front. It looks like just a regular office building. They go inside the building through security, go through a retinal scanner, and they go down an elevator 30 or 40 floors to a really deep facility, and they get locked down, and they have to follow a colored line, lean forward and do an iris scan, digital fingerprints, and maybe even a retinal scan in order to get into their particular sub-area. And they didn't know what the other guys were doing, their buddies. They were following a different colored line. And the main thing that they want to know when they come to see me wasn't about their health issues. It was what the hell are the other guys doing on the blue line or the yellow line. And this is a big problem with our with our intel agencies. The CIA and the FBI don't talk to the local police, don't talk to Homeland Security. They don't share data. They don't have, for example, this guy that did the Mandalay Bay massacre. I agree that we need to have a national database so we can know if somebody's buying bomb materials, which this guy had 50 pounds of bomb materials, besides buying a ton of guns. I don't want gun registration. But I want the intel agencies to know all of a sudden they see a massive peak in buying. Either this guy yeah. is, is a collector which he needs to have a visit, by the way, as a collector. And they also need to look to say, hey, has this guy recently been put on a drug that makes him suicidal or dangerous, like Kelly Jack, I call Prozac. Has he contributed money to Al-Qaeda, ISIS, or some other terror organization, or white supremacist organization? And he's, does he have relatives or friends that do have scores? And to me, if you, that data, that aggregate data says, this guy needs to have somebody talk to him face to face, to, as they say in the military, hairy eyeball to hairy eyeball, why didn't it happen? We, we are acting incompetent and feigning that we're going to do something when we're doing absolutely SFA. Right. That's the well, problem. Here's the thing. I just interviewed um, Pamela Geller yesterday, as a matter of fact, and she definitely has told me that the shooting in Las Vegas was an ISIS terrorist attack. Right. No of course it was. That. Yeah. You, so you okay. did talk to her, right? 
I did talk to her yesterday. She explained it. Uh, I'll drop the interview later tonight. I'll put it up there for everyone yeah. to see. But there's no, no question about she's it. She's been one in uh, the News 3 in uh, Las Vegas. ancient Hebrews, they sat in the midst of uh, sacrificial pagan cults in the ancient world and they were alone because they stood against with Moshe and the ancient prophets and the uh, and all of the leaders of ancient Israel against uh, the spring and other sacrifices. Yesterday, for example, was the highest of the Druidic unholy days called the Day of the Dead, we called Halloween. Today, of course, in the Catholic Church is called the Feast of Saints. What we have to realize is this Allah Akbar was specifically uh, stationed? He followed to the T this monster from Uzbekistan uh, the Day of the Dead to make a sacrifice of unbelievers. And when you hear the word Allah Akbar, and I talked to Lowell Ponty, and I know I have on the show Bill Warner from politicalislam.com, Allah Akbar doesn't say God is great. It said God is Allah is greater. He's greater than your God, therefore. I'm going to make you worship of my right. Allah, or exactly. I'm going to kill your carcass. You either will submit from being a kafir, and an, a, or I'm going to tax you, which is what they taxed out of existence, the early, quote, Christian churches. Uh, they persecuted the heck out of the Jews, for example, people don't understand this, uh, the Muslims, and, and it wasn't for the fact that the Israelis have got a backbone and tactics and an attitude, they would have been wiped out a long time ago. Right now, yeah, I, mean, I, I yeah. think you're right. I, I think yeah. more than anything else, we have to look at the, the size and scope of the amount of political correctness that permeates our government, permeates the world, permeates the European Union, and and excuse me, and, and really just has allowed these types of attacks to continue because if you're never going to fight back against them or, or just condemn the attacks and then try to understand your attackers and say that they didn't really mean it and they feel misguided and misunderstood then guess what? They're going to continue to kill you. Yeah, but, but Islam is just a means to the end. People have to say, what is the end? Okay, keep on. Where is this all going? Islam is just a useful idiotic tool of the global Satans. And here's what I mean by that. If you have these kind of attacks over and over again, you're going to end up with drones everywhere. You're going to end up with every public place, like uh, a stadium, a shopping center, like the Mall of the Americas. You'll have to go through a metal detector and a terrorist bone scan everywhere you go in order to, quote, feel safe. You're going to have smart dust on the walls tracking your cell phone. You're going to have surveillance uh, and metadata on everything you do and say and what you buy. This is creating literally the matrix. So the reason why they're allowing these things is to keep on upping it. We still have to take our shoes off when we go to the airport. And the guy that did his shoes, and by the way, the bomb that he had in his so-called shoes, couldn't have burned anything down except maybe giving him first or second degree burns to the bottom of his feet. Okay, the, the, uh, the, uh, basically the type of liquid bomb that he was supposedly going to do would have only gone him maybe first or second degree burns. But we still take our shoes off, and this maniac is complaining he doesn't like, you know, Supermax prison. Tough. <laughs> he wanted to be dead and have 72 virgins and boys with skin like pearls. Uh, this is the craziness. <laughs> this is the craziness of these Islamic idiots. Now, I want you to understand, 
the senior Islamic guys, the old farts, there's more Islamic high-level Masons than any other religious group on earth. And you have to understand, they're using these young idiots to be basically human bombs. They give you, when you're in Palestine, and you have to understand this, on your third birthday, you, as you're part of your birthday presents, they give you a bomblet vest you wear. There's toy bombs, little plastic bombs hanging after you. Someday, you're going to be a human bomb. If you live in Palestine, in the Gaza Strip, on your third birthday, they sing an Arabic song that someday you're going to blow up Israelis or tourists or Americans and you're going to bring them, you're going to do jihad. You're going to go to Allah and get your, your 72 virgins. I think Allah ran out of virgins decades ago. How's that? Yeah, look, and, and when you think about the whole 72 virgin thing, it's what it is is it's a power grab. It's, it's a control thing over women over uh, women that do not have experience sexually and women that uh, are, you know, submissive, at least in the ideological sense, which is why they want the virgins, because they're pure, because they're untouched. But when you think about it, wouldn't you rather have 72 girls that, uh, you know, have experience? I mean, wouldn't that be more fun? If you're going to end up in eternity, do you want 72 well, actually, virgins? I, I, I got a comment from... You know. I got a comment from both my Jewish, Christian, and other friends that are agnostics that one wife is enough if she's a good wife. You do not want too many. Right. <laughs> so, so these guys want to have multiple wives, especially if you're on equal footing. In some ways, women are superior. So if you're on equal footing with four women that have equal footing with you, you're going to be the tail of the dog. Let's put it that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no question about it. I just okay, so this that idea that they want to have funny. multiple wives is kind of craziness. It's like, hey, I... I'm an alpha and my soul's my wife, and we have a balanced relationship, but I can't imagine if I had three of my wife, uh, I would be, like, uh, sequestered in my little man cave most of the time yeah. to stay away from them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I definitely hear what you're saying. I mean, one... So, one, so I don't know where the craziness comes from these guys. Oh. Well, I, I think what it is is these guys are frustrated. That's why, by the way, in Afghanistan... If it's a pre-puritan boy, having sex with a pre-puritan boy rectally is not considered apostasy or even homosexuality. It's considered normality. So you have to understand, although the Islam is against homosexual, and if you're an adult homosexual, you get thrown out the Levin's portal window. In many countries in Islam, having pre-puritan sex is considered normal with boys. Okay. Yeah, it's just sick. It's so twisted. It's a, it's a sick. You know what it is? It's a chameleon pseudo religion. And we've had people on like uh, Balid Shabbat, who's a, a was it used to be a Palestinian terrorist and became a Christian and an American citizen now. Yeah, his son, great Theodore, guy. Yeah, yeah, Theodore Shabbat and Walid, and his wife is American. <clears throat> you have to understand when people get the truth, whether they're been saved because they're now going to get the truth. You have to also understand that eighty-seven percent of the population we call Palestine are these so-called terrorists are actually of ancient Hebrew blood, Jews, Christians, Ephraimites. And what that happened is their other relatives that wouldn't submit were put to the sword and a scimitar and their head was cut off. And the ones that submitted became Muslims. In fact, they, most of the modern Muslims in Israel are actually ancient Hebrews, blood-wise, if you actually look at their genetics. And I talked to Israeli geneticists who told me this. They did their own genetic studies. And they said, oh, my gosh, these are ancient Hebrews, but they're Palestinian terrorists now. Even though their bloodlines are ancient Hebrews, Jews, etc., isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah, that that is crazy. And you know, let's talk if we have some time uh, about this Manafort witch hunt thing. Oh, yeah. um, the the thing here, and and folks need to understand my logic here. The Paul Manafort's horrible indictment, which again is not only he's not going to spend one second in jail, nor no. 
will he uh, will it even stick? At least certainly not all 12 counts will stick, and more than likely he'll be pardoned. But that's not the question is whether or not Paul Manafort will be pardoned. The question is whether or not Robert Mueller will be pardoned by President Trump. Now, here's what I'm talking about. Mueller is completely compromised. We know that. We know that he has contacts in Russia. We know that he has contacts with the Kremlin. But what has happened ultimately is that the indictment of Paul Manafort will bring down the Podesta group. The Podesta group is tied directly to Uranium One, which then will bring down the Clintons and will bring down the rest of the deep state. This could be one fell swoop if this investigation is truly impartial and allowed to continue the way it is. What I would do if I was President Trump, I would do two things immediately. I would fire Jeff Sessions yesterday, and I would replace him with Jeanine Pirro, with Larry Klayman, with Andrew Napolitano, with somebody that we know is going to do the right thing. That would well, be the why, number one why thing. Why is Sessions not moving on this? He should have moved on it basically back exactly. by the summertime. Sessions is compromised. <clears throat> Sessions is no longer... Uh, well, be the what kind of compromise does he have? Because I think the compromisation of Sessions is, is skin deep. It's not very deep. But for some reason or other, he's paranoid that this skin deep, very minor issues that he has. Like he, he needs to step down, but before he steps down, he needs to call for an independent counsel and investigation into Uranium One and the Trump dossier. Those two investigations need to have another Mueller attached to them. And they need to go out and do their thing. You don't have to fire Mueller. You don't have to end that investigation. As I've said on your show and on many other shows, all you have to do is start simultaneous investigations into the other parts. I think better than firing sessions would be this. I think you need to have a deputy attorney general that would follow orders directly from Trump because I think the, the optics of firing sessions in the midst of this is bad. I think what you want to do is you want to have Trump should just have a, a, a you know as they say a hairy eyeball to hairy eyeball meeting with Sessions say you're not doing your job buddy if you won't do it hire a uh, deputy attorney general that's going to open up this administration and attack Mueller and Rosenstein from the side. I'm just going to open up a can of worms here. It's a big can. I have some very good sources. I'm going to try to find better sources that are uh, from my classified and other sources. Uh, the reason why it's Sessions is Sessions is a pretty honorable, reasonable man. But he can tell he's compromised. He's compromised in this way. What I've heard from my sources is that Jeff Sessions, to his shock and dismay and disgust, has close friends and affiliates that are involved deeply with Pedigate. Uh, which is a druidic ceremony of ritual sacrifice and sexual abuse of children and babies. And the reason why he's not proceeding is because he has this Damocles sword hanging over his head, uh, and he and he needs to have Trump kind of say, look, you know, Sessions, uh, to hell with your friends. I'm going to stand by you, but you need to start in, starting an investigation on Uranium One that's going to go after... Uh, <clears throat> uh, um, the Clinton, the Obamas, and of course also Podesta and the Podesta group, his brother, uh, who quit his own personal job a few days ago because he knows this is going to blow. 
I think that if Sessions doesn't do that, I think he has to be replaced, if not now, right after Christmas, because Sessions is, I think, compromised. I don't think he himself is a bad guy, but I think he's a gutless guy. He's afraid that his friends are going to go to prison, or worse, be executed for child murder. And when the, when the, all this really comes out, because you have to understand the, the chief thing, and I have this from very good sources, that really gets Hillary Clinton off is not sex. It's a ritual child snuff ceremony where they kill children. Drink their blood and eat their flesh. You may not believe that. Oh, Dr. Deagle, you can't say that. Yeah, I can actually. Sorry. Sorry to ruin your day, but that's the facts. Now, this is very, very deeply embedded in the globalists, whether it's state legislators, judges, uh, major politicians, and so on, and even members of corporations of billionaires, the demonic pedophilia is very, very deep. And the reason why there's already a lot of low-level people have already gone to jail, I think there's been over 3,500 indictments, really lower-level people, but they haven't crawled all the way up to Hillary Clinton, uh, uh, Barack Obama, and uh, Mr. Uh, Pedigate himself, um, although his brother quit a few days ago, this is going to explode. So I think it that uh, Sessions got to do That's something about this. I think that the Podesta group, which has extremely deep ties to the Uranium One situation, right. through Ian Telfer and the rest of the clan, uh, I think what's going to happen ultimately is if <laughs> Mueller has to do an investigation and he's going to be impartial as he says he is, and he's going to be independent, as he says he is, and he's going to have to take down the Podesta group. And if he takes down the Podesta group, he's going to have to prosecute Uranium One. And if he takes down Uranium One, guess what? Hillary and Bill Clinton finally, finally, finally will go down. Right. Now, you have to understand, just I just finished watching a series with uh, Jim Spinelli, who's here on this network and on RBN, as a USA Prepares expert and he recommended I watch this miniseries uh, Jericho and I tell everybody watch this darn series it was about 11 years ago finished around uh, 2007 it was about 10 years ago the series finished it was started in 2006 and it basically is a thesis that a corporation tied to deep state government actually places nukes in 23 cities and blows them up to take over the government and reformulate the constitution and they try to blame North Korea and and uh, Iran, but in actual fact, it was elements of our government. Now, you have to understand that Napolitano, the previous Homeland Security Director, said that we can't detect radiation detectors of containers coming across the Mexican border or in from ships uh, to the United States of container-sized nukes. When these are the kind of truck-sized nukes that can take out a city. The fact is that we have torsion field imaging, which is gravitonic imaging that can see through even lead shielding. And we, we know that we can find these things because so they fly them over every city, uh, helicopters and airplanes at low altitude, every city at least weekly in the Western world, including New Zealand and Australia. People need to understand that we're in very grave danger. We have 10,000. I asked the other day when I was talking to uh, uh, Butch Pa, I said, how many Muslim uh, cells do you think are in the United States? And there's over 10,000. How many Muslim live ammo training camps with live ammunition and bombs are training in the lower 48 states? There's 42. I even know where the actual GPS coordinates of some of their locations are, and so does the government. And I've even asked these guys, including Homeland Security Director and CDC Director back in 1997 and 2001, before 9-11, why don't you do something about it? And they laughed at me. They thought it was really funny. I said, I don't know if you guys are just stupid or evil. Exactly. Face to face at a dinner. So I'm at the Adams Mark Hotel, downtown Denver, mid-March 2001, before 9-11. 
when they told me there was going to be a war game simulation with nukes in the northeast United States, and I said New York City, right? Nukes, okay? And, our, and, and weaponized anthrax. We did a weaponized anthrax simulation with Operation Top Off and Dark Winter and Reserve Admiral John Hughes with the FBI and CDC on supercomputers and actual live simulations with hazmat officers and military personnel, and I was the point man because I have a background in infectious disease. So I'm not saying this secondarily like I read about this journalist that. I was there, okay, damn it. People say, well, why don't they kill you, Deagle? I said, because they kill me. You knuckleheads out there might believe. The biggest problem is the population, including our government, decides not to act on things that are actionable. And the fact is, right now, after this truck attack in New York City, what the hell are we doing? What, do, we, do we know where the nukes are? Are there a bunch of nukes just like uh, this Jericho miniseries parked in the U.S. cities that, when given the right command, a lot of these cities are going to go up in a nuclear fireball? Do we know what's going to happen? Do we have some guy before his mat singing Alo Akbar and pointing uh, himself toward his refrigerator in an alliophilized vial of super weapons he's going to take out and spray in an underground subway in New York or Chicago? Do you understand, people, what's going on? We are completely vulnerable on purpose. This is a, a, a galactic-level crime where millions of Americans could die very quickly if society could, could become completely chaotic. And we're not doing the damn thing. North Korea has a satellite goes over our head twice a day that could have an EMP weapon. You simply can have Iran, who's been testing it for 35 years, a fishing boat 300 miles off the coast fires a low-yield EMP weapons, 100,000 feet, and can create a 1,500-mile radio destruction of our power grid and our cell phones. That immediately society crashes. We're not prepared for anything. We were going to kill everybody, except the smallest amount of people that are really prepared. And we're going to have to kill a tsunami of our fellow citizens that are going to try to get our stuff. That's why I was going to make a mini-series. I call it the fourth day, because by that time the sewage backs up because they don't have backup power for sewage treatment. And everybody and their dog wants their food all rots, and their wife's starving, and they don't even have water because they have to cut the water back so the sewage doesn't back up in their tub and sink. They're going to come to your house, and we're going to have to shoot them or hit them with other kinds of weapons. So people think, yeah. I'm telling you that the Stone Age will be like the Sandals Resort to what's going to happen in America, especially in big cities or in any western city like London. If all this crap hits the fan, and the globalists want it to happen, they are creating the circumstances to make it happen. And Islam is just a functionary tool. These idiots in Islam don't understand. Eventually, we're going to get to the point where we're going to kill them all. They're all going to die in a fireball. All these Islamic countries, for example, if they take on Israel, Israel has the Samson option. There's no Islamic city over 50,000 that's not going to turn into an Islamic fireball, and all these children, men, women, in their mosques, etc., are going to disappear into an atomic vapor within 1,000, 10,000 miles. They're not going to exist anymore. People don't get that, do they? And this is all by design, whether they're nice people or not, whether there's Christians in those communities or Jews or whatever, they're all just going to vaporize. Because that's what the plan of the globalists is. People don't get it, do they? I don't think they do. I mean, I think that uh, <clears throat> Americans by far are still, you know, fast asleep at the, at the wheel, so to speak. People uh, are tickingly silent. They won't even ask me tough questions. I can't believe, with the information I have, which is far beyond any of the other broadcasts or this or any other network, what people don't ask tough questions and expect a logical answer to give them a solution. Why this car thing happened? And I guarantee a year or two from now, the son of bitches won't have fixed it or allowed cross data from the CIA and the FBI to the local police in New York City, whatever their own. Why? Why do we not stop people like this in pre-crime, you know, like Minority Report, before they do it? 
when there's tons of red flags. I mean, there's so many red flags in this guy. It's disgusting, isn't it? Just it like is. the guy in the Mandalay Bay. We, with this guy, had so many flags. It's like, oh, he's getting free rooms and free meals. You don't get those if you're starting to clean out the casinos. That means they're using the casinos as a way of shunting money to this guy because he's a deep state operative agent of the FBI. That's why we know it was ISIS. That's why we know it was FBI. And even the 1993 bombing in New York City, where the bombs were placed in the parking garage, there were still cracks in that parking garage from the 1993 bombing. The FBI, according to the New York Times, did it with an Israel with an Egyptian munitions officer. So, guess what? More fingerprints of the federal bastards of instigation. The FBI. How's that?、Mm. The federal bastards of instigation. And the criminal intelligence agencies, the CIA, etc. And I'm sure there's lots of good guys in these agencies, but there's enough bad guys that the deep state's getting away with murder, mega murder, and they're making us vulnerable. They are. God help us if they start a real full-scale attack and release nukes or bioweapons or start mass killing. It's going to get ugly, and people are not prepared for it at all. High-quality, complete nutritional drink. Need a powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens? Allison Med is the powerful universal pathogen killer's latest advance of German-sourced Allison, enzymatically stabilized to clear the body of bacteria, fungi, mycobacteria, and parasites. It penetrates body biofilms and is non-toxic to tissues. Pathogen resistance cannot develop for long-term body-optimized wellness. Clear stealth pathogens that promote autoimmune disease, cancer, and vascular inflammation, and plaque, and promote healing of tissues. Now pathogen-free, with 200 milligrams more power than prior Alamed, you can't get a more powerful ally to fight daily bugs and serious pathogens. Give your body what it needs. Allison Med. Order Dr. Bill Deagle's Nutridine at triple eight two one two eight eight seven one or nutrimedical dot com. That's one triple eight two one two eight eight seven one or nutrimedical dot com. And listen to the Nutrimedical Report on the Genesis Radio Network with open lines every weekday. Nutrimedical dot com, bringing nutrition and medicine together.